Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There's a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm extremely pleased to talk to Michelle Hindlet, who is a director and volunteer for the Sackville Lakes and Park, Lakes Park and Trail Association. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you for having me. And that is interesting because, as some listeners might not know, because of course they listen on the podcast or worldwide on the web, this radio station is volunteer run too, and it is in Lower Sackville where you are located and where the Lakes Park and Trail Association is located. And I must say, I live in Middle Sackville for 14 years and I don't know much about it. So I'm really curious to hear how people can improve their health by walking the beautiful trails of Sackville, Nova Scotia. Great. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you end up in Sackville and end up being volunteering for the Sackville Lakes Park and Trail Association? So I've been uh, living in Sackville since uh, 1973. Family moved here and uh, married my wife from, from Dartmouth. And uh, we actually ended up uh, uh, living in uh, our family home and have been there ever since. Uh, in terms of uh, how I got involved uh, in the association is I generally, I like, I like outdoors. I like doing outdoor activities and uh, like to ski and hike and golf and, and do things and stay active, as, as much active as I can. Uh, the association was one uh, that interested me because we have this beautiful park in our backyard. A lot of people... Uh, uh, don't even know about it. Uh, one of the things I, I tell people, did you know that the Sackville Lakes Park is three times larger than Point Pleasant Park? Wow. I am sure most people don't unless they are born and grown up in Lower Sackville. Right. And as you know, there's many new subdivisions and many people move in our area or they drive through on their way from the valley to Halifax. Why not stop and have some nice fresh air? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what it is. and Yeah. So the park itself has uh, has a little bit of a history. I'll give you a brief history on it. Uh, originally back uh, uh, 20 years ago, the uh, that whole area was slated for uh, housing development. And at that particular time, a lot of the, the community groups got together and uh, they lobbied the government. And the government of the day decided to turn it uh, from uh, Department of Urban Housing to Department of uh, Lands and Forests. Hey, super. And uh, the park was officially, it's, uh, it's the newest park in Nova Scotia. It was officially um, 
made a park, a provincial park, uh, five years ago. So it's it's fairly new, but it's been there. And anybody who's grown up in Sackville knows that uh, you could go back there and uh, go down to the lake. It used to be watershed area for uh, Second Lake. Used to be the watershed for for this area, and people would go back there hiking or or just to get out and uh, and enjoy themselves. So since then, uh, the park itself is uh, the land is is owned by the province of Nova Scotia. But the association, the volunteer association, has worked hard over the past 20 years and developed a trail network in the park. And uh, now we have approximately six kilometers of what we call active transportation trails, which are the typical trails that are about three meters wide, and they would have uh, like a crusher dust surface suitable for walking, hiking, or biking. Okay, are uh, ATVs allowed in there? No. Good. Because really they annoy many people and they can be dangerous if somebody's walking or even bicycling mm -hmm. and they come there flying around the corner. They're, I know they drive by our house all the time to go in the woods and I'm not too keen on that when it's happening in the middle of the night, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. So I have to check that out for sure. Tell us a little bit more. So the part, the association itself is uh, is all volunteer, and uh, we've uh, over the years we've been able to uh, secure funding primarily from the the city of Halifax because the the park is considered an urban park, and we have had some funding from other sources. Uh, community cultures and heritage in the province also uh, has uh, has grant granted money so that we can uh, hire people to build the trails. So it's uh, it's been a process. Uh, it's gone in phases, and uh, pretty well the whole east of the park now. You can go all the way. You can join in the park. You can come into at the end of Armcrest Drive. There's an entry trailhead there. You can also come in at the, the top of Metropolitan Avenue, mm -hmm. or the main entryway for the park is where uh, <clears throat> where a parking lot was built. And there's washrooms, and that's quite busy. That's really that's the amazing. hub of it. So uh, you can enter from three different Where's areas. Where's that main entrance? It's on First Lake Drive. If you go down First Lake Drive, almost to Cobbequid, you'll see the park sign on the left, and uh, there's parking. I believe it's it's estimated for, uh, I think, 30 cars, something like that. But it's very busy. I was back there this morning, and... Uh, People are really, really utilizing it now, especially since the parking lot has gone in. It's really been a hub. And part of the park, too, crosses over the road and goes along First Lake. So part of the park includes First Lake wow. on the other end of it. Not all of First Lake. And yeah. pretty well everybody knows First Lake. It's right? right off Glendale, yeah. But not a lot of people know about Second Lake. And actually, uh, for many years, it was called Hidden Lake because you can't see it. You can't oh. see it. You know, it's uh, bordered on the north by Wingate, Cobbequid on the west, and Beaver Bank on the uh, east side. That and big? Then, and then, yes, and then the residential area uh, borders it all along the, the south side. Oh, okay. So there's uh, a lot, many access points to it. The west side of the park um, has not been developed, although a lot of people have actually created their own wilderness hiking trails there's quite a network of hiking trails back there too which are undiscovered and some people prefer to to just go for a walk with their dog or their family on a, on a nice paved trail 
but other people prefer to go uh, into the wilderness. And the forest over on the west side of the park is a, is old growth Acadian mixed forest. Beautiful. It's, you can go in there. In many places, you're walking under the canopy of the forest. It's 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 just fantastic place to visit. But for people that are not very good keeping directions, I wouldn't recommend they go there. That's right. They're not marked at this time. Although the association, we are looking at. Uh, uh, potentially doing some uh, some marking of trails there in the future, but uh, there's you can go all the way from the parking lot to Armcrest Drive, and you can do a loop. It's about six kilometers mm -hmm. one way and come back. So many people, especially older people, are a little bit handicapped. Have maybe a cane or walk or even wheelchair bound. Can they use the trails? Uh, yes, the the slope of the park is generally described as relatively easy. There's a there's some small hills in it, but uh, and there's uh, one section of the new trail they put in the White Pine Trail, which goes from Eddie LeBlanc Field to uh, the parking lot, is fairly flat, and it just meanders parallel to First Lake Drive. So. It's about 800 meters. It's just a short, mm -hmm. but it enables people to come from where the end of the sidewalk is in the urban area and get access right into the park without having to walk on, on the road there. That is really, really good. So even if somebody's not used to walking or hiking, they can start just with an 800-meter trail. Is that right? Yes. So that's nice because some people mm -hmm. say, oh, my God, six kilometer, that's uh, way too much for me where I have hip problems, knee problems or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the the, the main uh, trail from the parking area is called the, the Great Oak Trail, and it does a loop and comes back. Mm -hmm. And then when you get down by the lake, there's a beautiful, there's all kinds of benches along the way where people can sit and rest and enjoy nature and once you get down to the lake the lakes what they call the lakeside trail goes from there all the way down uh follows the lake you can see the lake pretty well to the bottom of metropolitan avenue and out to armcrest and there is an entry node coming from armcrest too now so there's a little bit of for everybody you know if you wanted to do a long hike or a short hike a lot of people you see a lot of people in there with uh, their dogs or with their children or strollers and mm -hmm. it's it's being uh, we're finding it's being used more and more and more which is good because no i assume uh, is there off leash areas or are the dogs always on the leash everything in the park you have to have your pets on a leash and, and that makes sense because many people are afraid of big dogs and don't know how they yeah, react to strangers that's, that's true and whenever you go into one of the entry areas there's uh, there's places to get uh, doggy bags for your to clean yes. up after your pets and there's trash cans and, and most people I notice actually do it nowadays which mm -hmm. is a big success because I remember mm -hmm. when I was in Germany every day I found little uh, puddles and, and puddles is not so bad but the little mounds in front of our driveway and that was a nuisance yes for sure so I really like that law and uh, when we take out our dogs there's always a pl plastic baggie in, in our pocket because I think it's it's just reasonable yes yes for sure and a responsible dog owner is no nuisance yes uh, you know dogs are generally friendly but they can be unpredictable at times and re uh, respond differently to different people mm. but uh, getting back to the trail uh, aspect of it um if you've never been there, I would recommend anybody to just go, and you won't believe, especially if you live, you know, in the area in Sackville here, 
uh, you don't have to go very far into the park where you're you know you're in a park and you're not it's hard to believe that you're you're it's it's a wilderness right it's it's a it's a hidden i call it a hidden gem in our in our community here mm-hmm. um and not only do you have the uh the uh the benefits of being able to get some exercise you also have the benefits of uh the mental benefits enjoying nature and there's over 200 species of plants in the park, and there's always wildlife. There's all kinds of different wildlife. So signs. that's really a good point to end our first half, and we'll talk more about all those benefits in the second half. Okay. Because, to be honest, I didn't know much about it, and I'm excited to share that with uh, everybody that wants to listen to it, because mm-hmm. it is really good. Hey, we have a nice park in Lower Sackville. Yes. And this brings us to the end of the first half of the today's broadcast here on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio. Please tune in after the commercial break for more about the Sackville Lakes Park and Trail Association with Michelle Hindle. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm with Michelle Hindlet, Director and Volunteer for the Sackville Lakes Park and Trail Association. Welcome back, Michelle. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to talk at a show that's taped in Lower Sackville. Mm-hmm. About Lower Sackville, I live in Middle Sackville. I did not know about those parks, and I'm excited to try them out. Mm-hmm. Especially since I can take my husband, who is a little bit handicapped, walking. It's all nice and pa- not paved, but uh, graveled. Mm-hmm. So that's easy to walk, even if you have a replaced knee like himself. Mm-hmm. Exciting. So we were talking about the details, where to find it. My mm-hmm. question is, when you go to the parking lot... Yes. Is there a sign, a, a map of the trails? Yes, there is a, a main map there which shows you, and there's maps located generally at most of the major intersections of the trails, and it's, it shows you where you are, and it tells you how long the trail is, and uh, yeah, the, I recommend anybody who hasn't been here to go to the parking area first, and then if you choose to explore you can, uh, or do some longer hikes, you can go to the other ends. I, I just wanted to ask you for those that tuned in maybe a little later to repeat where to find that parking lot. So the, the main parking lot is uh, on First Lake Drive. If you're coming from, uh, from it's just before you reach Cobblequid Road, if you're coming from uh, uh, Metropolitan Avenue along First Lake, and it's almost to the end on your left, you'll see a big sign. And Metropolitan Avenue, for those that are not that familiar, Mm -hmm. is off Glendale, where the fire station is. Correct, yeah. You basically uh, take the road, the route through through the subdivisions uh, on the north side of First Lake, and then you'll end up, just before Cobblequid, you'll Mm -hmm. end up at the main parking lot. Mm. 
I'm just thinking of all the people that live in the subdivisions and maybe just moved there. Yes. And it's, it's so important that they check out all those resources because that is so amazing and the benefits you can have. Mm -hmm. And I know many people say, oh, there's nothing where I can walk. Hey, there is something you didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. So I love that that we can publicize that a little bit more. Yeah, you can also find some information on the association, Sackville, uh, Sackville uh, Lakes Park and Trail Association, or uh, or just Sackville Lakes uh, Provincial Park on the web. There's two different websites you can go okay. to. And there's uh, on the Sackville Lakes site, it uh, has a lot of information about the trails and uh, so a lot of pictures and 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 uh, there's a history too, long, a lot of details about the history of the park. Mm -hmm. And so, what again is the web address where they can look? Uh, Sackville. Uh, you can go to the uh, provincial province of Nova Scotia provincial parks, Sackville Lakes Provincial Park, right? Uh, all one word. Or if you go to our association, it's Sackville Lakes Park and Trail Association. All one word, both dots, dot .ca. Dot .ca, yes. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, I will share them on the podcast and when we uh, put it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And if anybody can't remember it, just shoot me an email, message, whatever, and yep. we'll sure to let you know because that is mm -hmm. very good. And we were talking a little bit about the benefits. Mm -hmm. And you were saying, and I completely agree, it's not just the walking itself. Mm -hmm. You can walk on any paved road, mm -hmm. but it's the experience of nature. Talk a little bit about that and what it offers. And it's, I, I, I really am excited about that because you can't get lost when you stay on the trails. That's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so most people in the area who live in the area or around the area are used to, you know, we live in a fairly densely populated uh, housing area and uh, once you enter into one of these entry nodes you realize very quickly that your nature is all around you and uh, you it's hard to believe actually I find it hard to believe because you go from being in in a suburban area to nature very quickly and it's quite expansive too so you can you can take the network of trails and they're all marked and you can find uh, you can uh, find different areas that uh, might interest you whether you want to go along the lake or go through some of the there's a lot of uh, older growth forests in the park you can uh, take uh, it has a little bit for everybody it's um, quite flat generally and it's surrounded by the lake is 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 actually hidden because there's ridges all around the lake the geography so uh, when you come into the park, you, you, that's why you can't see it because it's hidden by the higher higher geogra geography around it. Mm -hmm. And um, there on the east side of the park, there's uh, at the Armcrest area. It's another area you can go in. It's a pretty, fairly short one. It's fairly flat. But Metro, if you go down as far as Metropolitan Avenue, the uh, there's a steep hill there. So that would be probably challenging for some people, but you can stay down on the lower part. Uh, some of the things that are going on uh, in terms of on the east side of the park, there's a brook which feeds the lake. Nice. And uh, we've hired uh, through the funding 
the fund funding that we get, we've hired uh, some stewardship to uh, to bring that old brook back to life because it, uh, after Hurricane One, it was quite severely damaged mm-hmm. and was choked, and the whole the mm-hmm. whole natural flow of the river or brook changed. So they just finished doing the uh, second year restoration. We hired the Sapple Rivers Association to do that work for us, and uh, what they're doing is clearing out the the choke points. And trying to bring the river back to working on ponds and that to bring it back to its natural, more natural state. And hopefully so that fish will start to move back up into the That would be nice. And many people just enjoy sitting by the water and listening to it rustle by. That's right, yeah. That's nice. And it's not quite as nice as being on the ocean and seeing the waves, but it's nearly. And for some people, the woods is actually more calming than the ocean. The the water quality of the lake I describe it as pristine, mm. right? It's it's uh, there's very little development. There's a few few houses on the north side of the lake, private property, but the quality of the water is very clean. You can swim in it uh, mm. if you wanted to. Uh, uh, you are allowed to canoe in it, but you'd have to walk in portage in. There's no uh, there's no boat access in mm-hmm. there right now, so it's it's kept. You know, people have to really walk in or bike in to get there. So it's kept all the uh, the development to a minimum. The only development really is the trails themselves. That's that's there's there's no washrooms inside. There's no no other facilities yeah. except for the main entryway. So that's a really nice way nowadays to get exposure for the kids mm-hmm. as, in a safe way to nature without going too far. That's right. And that's really exciting. What are your plans for the future? Um, well, we're just, we're, we're actually meeting, uh, in a couple of weeks and, uh, we're going to, on the east side of the park, uh, the plan was the park, a small section of the park goes over the Beaver Bank Road. And, uh, one of the, the areas that they're looking at is the old rail line is currently being leased. And uh, uh, there's a lot of discussions at all levels of government to perhaps have that, uh, hopefully have that land turned over to the public so we can uh. continue that trail system. And that trail system will event- would eventually join up with the Sackville Greenway, which is under construction, and go right up to Beaver Banks. So, wow, that would be exciting. So on the west side of the park, we're, we're looking at uh, some of these wilderness trails and uh, consider you know, some sort of marking or, or something. The other thing we're looking at is potentially uh, connecting with uh, the Waverly Trail system, which goes all the way up into Waverly and all mm. the way to Dartmouth. So mm. part of the Halifax Green Plan is to have more and more active transportation networks and hiking trails so that people have options rather than just drive. They can walk that. or bike or whatever. So it gets people out, gets them getting more exercise, mm. right? And, uh, you know, rather than drive somewhere, you And have fun with it. That's right. uh, A suggestion, what I know from German trails, sometimes they put signs on the tree. This is the oak tree, an oak tree, and and some educational Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Or on other trails, they put some sports equipment out, take a a tree trunk, and then they put a sign up how to exercise, like jump across. For Mm -hmm. kids, it's perfect. Yes. And that would be a a suggestion for the future to add something like that, Mm -hmm. to have... For the kids, some place to go to and have fun and at the same time experience nature instead of just exercising their thumbs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yes. And, and it is it is it is nice. Uh, I mentioned earlier when you get back there, uh, you're, you're almost escaping from your 
your city life because mm. you can, and it's so close to you. And I think that's why a lot of people don't know about it. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do is try to, we're trying to do more outreach and education and try to get more people knowing about it. And we'll be doing some more things. In the fall, we're going to be having a anniversary party. Date hasn't been uh, finalized yet, but... Uh, Exciting. Yeah. So we're hoping to just get more people there and... and uh, educate people about the park and the benefits and everything that's there that's for the public, really. Wonderful. Well, Michelle, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for being there today. Thank you for having me again. Of course, it was a pleasure to talk about a local topic for change that is health-related because we all need more exercise. Most of us do. Mm -hmm. And uh, if anybody of you who is listening has any questions, Don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, suggestions. My email here is christine at communityradio.ca or you can contact me through my website, docchristine.com. And I'm always grateful for feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Seth Glasgow. Thanks, young man. <laughs> you might not know this, but this is also a volunteer-run non-profit radio station, and we even have an art gallery. If you're local, you would like to drop in. We are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE-FM, Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca. Goodbye and have a great day.